Looking for a podcast that's right for you? Higala! You're in the right track! TCM Studio, your one-stop podcast channel, will satisfy you with different entertaining episodes from our very own TCM students of USTP CDO. But before we start, we would like to acknowledge the Department of Technology Communication Management for this opportunity. Yes, you heard it right. It's all clear. Hello everyone, we are the Anthological. In this podcast channel, we will tell you a series of short stories that are being read by one of our team members that best suits the characters to give you the quality we desire for immersion. For all you horror lovers out there that are into creepy and gruesome storytelling, then this is the place for you. If you like what you hear, then please click the subscribe button and turn on that bell icon to get notifications as soon as we upload another episode. Now close your eyes and open your mind. Enjoy. A nightmare woke him up from his sleep. A cool and gentle breeze from an open window gently touched his cheeks like a soft touch of a person's fingertips. As he rubs his eyes and look at his sorry state from a mirror across his room, cluttered clothes and used tissue papers and a messed up head is all he sees. I guess it wasn't a dream after all. At his mother's funeral, he stands by the back of the room where his father was. Nothing on his mind, although he's getting frustrated looking at his relatives, crying. It's not like all of you were of help when my mother was still alive. What is he crying about? Is he crying over the fact that he lost his wife? No, wait. Is he crying for joy? With those tears coming out of him, are there tears of relief? And what are these people here for? Are they here to help us in the time of our need? Need? What do I need help for? I'm not grieving or anything. My mother's illness was fatal. I knew she was going to go soon. (laughs) Damn, I need a smoke. Standing here makes my head hurt. He goes out to light a cigarette and sit by the stairs. And then she arrives. He stands up, greets her, reaches his hand out to say thank you for coming. Instead, she hugs him real tight. Strawberries. Hmm, what? Uh, no, nothing. Thanks for coming, by the way. Of course, babe. I would come. What kind of girlfriend would I be if I couldn't? And please, stop using cigarette. I know you're sad. But please, don't hurt yourself in times like this, okay? Give me that one. Grabs his cigarette and stomps it to the ground. Sit and please talk to me, okay? What a waste, he thought. Am I sad? Should I be sad? I mean, yeah, sure. It's unfortunate my mother died, but is it the proper emotions to be feeling right now? Well, yeah, I think. Then what should you feel then, babe? Happy. Death is nothing but a phase in our lives. Like going to college or traveling and finally living separately with your parents kind of phase. Only this time, it's traveling to another world. 
I won't ever know if my mother lived a happy or sad life. But one thing's for sure, she lived. It wouldn't really matter if she was happy or sad with her life. Only thing that matters is if she made the people around her happy. Damn, did you just thought about that? Or did you just take it from somewhere? I do not know. Do you want to get out of here? I feel like I should at least try to make you feel better. Sure, any places should be better than here. She then leans in and puts her head on his shoulders and says, I love you and I'm always here for you. Strawberries. As both of them wandered away from the gathering of grieving family members, they walked on the now empty, dim-lit suburban streets and came across a playground where Sam spent most of his time as a kindergarten playing. As they sat on the swing sets, his thoughts long past surged through his memories. Memories of his mother. Babe, please stop spacing out. It's not going to get any easier if you're broadening too much. Mom used to bring me here all the time. I remember your mom told me that you'd instantly cry the moment you lost sight of her. You still remember that? <laughs> Jeez. Yup, I still remember it. And I think it's kind of cute. She was really a gentle person and even kind. Kind enough to let me have a go to his son. <laughs> I remember that day. It seems so far away now. Almost like a place that you once walked past but aren't ever going to walk there again. Comparing memories to places fits just right since time doesn't really allow you to walk on the same path twice since everything changes. Life, death, plants, animals, everything is just slave to time. Dad was never really here most of the time. I never really knew if it was the work or it had to do something with the text about a co-worker I accidentally opened a few years back. Well, whatever it was, he never thought me much about anything. Mom was the one who was around. She was the one who taught me lots of stuff. How to be a good person, how to shave, and was essentially the one who brought me up on my feet. He thought as he spaced out, staring at his feet, covered in a little snow. Why did it have to be her? Babe, I know you don't mean that. He never did a damn thing. And yet, he's the one that's here. Not her. Why? He screamed. As his emotions were laid flat on the ground, she hugs him and squeezes his hand tight. The warmth of her body gently calmed him down. She plays with his palm and traces the ragged lines on his hands. She puts her hand under the sleeves of his jacket to trace the now healed scars on his arms. Oh babe, I still remember the moment you got these scars. It was nothing. Not to me babe. 
Their proof of the things he went through. It was rough, but he came through. Not many people can say that. Well, some people just might shoot dead dogs instead of fighting them barehanded. That day made me terrified of what simple pets can do to you. You're funny, huh? I didn't say you were smart, though. <laughs> As she consoled him in his grief, a shadow not too far away looms just beyond their attention. A tall, dark figure stood just behind the trees of the park inching its way towards them. As the figure got close, a sound of a broken branch grabs the two couple's attention. How careless of me. Seems like I'm out of practice. Excuse me, do we know you? You don't look like her. Excuse me? I wasn't talking to you. Sam, already on guard since he heard him speak, he looked at the man's figure, which was inhumanly proportioned. The arms extended more than the average. His height was already something to behold. He couldn't see beyond what was covered by the shadows and the clothes, but the silhouette made out a general idea of what the man's facial features was. Alice didn't seem to notice those, he thought. Two sets of horns that looked like they were protruding from his head that was terribly hidden by a beanie, and the long jet black hair can be seen that looks like it goes on all the way to his back. His leather jacket mostly covered his frame. The figure looked at his direction and said, Hey there, little man. Nice to meet ya. Wish I could say the same. I dig the horns though. Where'd you get them? Oh, these? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Sam carefully judged the situation, and he thought that things might escalate too quick and with Alice in tow. He wasn't sure if he could outrun him or even overpower him. The best thing to do now is to buy time while thinking of a way. He thought in his head. The man looked at him. He couldn't make out the eyes, but the head movement made it obvious. He was looking at him with interest. Listen, kid, I know you don't know me. I'd be surprised if you did, though. <laughs> but yeah, all that aside, I came here to settle a debt. Dad should be right. Oh, I'm not here for him. He stepped forward into the streetlight, revealing his entirety. His skin, white as snow, as if he could feel his coldness just by staring at him. And in contrast, Eyes as black as coal, almost like there was nothing there but an empty space. His mouth was filled with holes that were caused by his own jagged teeth that were coming out of his mouth, almost akin to that of a bulldog's. His unusual frame was anything but human, to say the least. Cute costume, was that a gift? Sam was taken aback at seeing the tall and not-so-human figure and was doubting in his head if what he's seen was real or not or if it was just an amalgamation of all the stress that he went through these past few days. I don't think that's a trick, Sam said while reaching out slowly to grab Alice's hand. Unfortunately, not. The man hunched its back, put both of his hands on the ground and transformed painfully into something else. 
bone cracking. Joints dislocating and growling can be heard, but the two spared no time to see what the tall figure was changing into. Sam grabbed Alice's hand and bolted in the opposite direction and back to where there were more people to ask for help. As they turned to the next corner, the creature that was once talking like a person was now on all fours, growling at them with its deformed look, nothing like what it was before. On the end of the street, blocking their path, the beast slowly moved forward with eyes so full of killing intent it can be felt across the street. Both of them froze. Sam looked at the beast with doubt and fear. Doubt that the creature couldn't possibly be real. And fear, knowing if, what if it was? Alice quickly tugged him to the left corner of the street and ran as fast as they could as the beast burst into a wild and crazed sprint. As they ran further into the streets, taking random turns to possibly lose the beast, as they ran into a panic, the streets slowly became unfamiliar losing all sense of the suburbs with each turn. Stone sidewalks were beginning to be placed on green and grassy grounds with a dash of snow on them, and brick walls from buildings slowly turned into wood and trees as they ran. Alice, do you know where you're going? Not really, but anything is better than there, right? I don't think we're in Pittsville anymore. As they both looked at their surroundings that seemingly transformed into a forest area, Sam's fear quickly grew more as now they're lost in a forest with a creature on their tail chasing them. The forest was dark, thick, and eerie, and their branches made it even hard for moonlight to pierce through. Sam's mom often took him picnicking in the woods, yet these were unfamiliar to him. The endless maze of trees and roots that resemble suffering human faces if looked long enough was nothing like he's ever seen. With no source of light and no signal to use, they resorted to using their cell phones as flashlights to navigate in the lush forest. With the light only showing what was three feet away from them, made them even more cautious of what was behind the darkness. We often forget how scary the woods can be. No technology around, no people, and no signal. We can get lost for days and even months and no one would find us easily. Does a dark wilderness scare you? Or is it the creatures that lurk from the shadows, the one you fear? We'll leave it up to you, the listener. And that concludes the first part of our story. How did you like it? As always, feel free to drop a comment on the video. Any advice and even criticism is always welcome here so that we can continue to provide quality videos. Don't forget to smash that like button if you like the video and share it with your friends. Little things go a long way. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day. And until next time, do not forget to smile. You just heard one of our episodes in TCM Studio, your one-stop podcast channel. For more updates, don't forget to follow our channel and get notified with our latest uploads. That's it, mga higala. Tune in for our next episode.